Hey everyone, my name is Nathan Augustine, and you may know me from other appearances on the Foes and Fables podcast series. I'm here to introduce you to the world of Spyros. Spyros is a homebrew world and campaign that I am the dungeon master for, and this campaign features players that will also be familiar to you. Those players will introduce themselves in a moment, though, so first let me explain a couple things. This first episode is going to be a little different. In the ways that the session for the campaign have already happened before the idea of this becoming a podcast on Foes and Fables. So instead of just dropping everyone into a story that's already begun, I'm here today to give you a slightly abridged version of what the world of Spyros encapsulates. Following that, I will be joined by our players, and we will talk about what experiences they've had in Spyros thus far. Every session following this one will be recorded and released like other episodes. So without further ado, welcome to the world of Spyros. Long ago, the six sages known as Wimwim, Winnebago, Canaday, Cuniculus, Greylock, and Agawan roamed the cosmos after the era of a long darkness. In an effort to find a place of rest, after ages of searching, they had stumbled upon a very lonely planet surrounded by four moons. From some strong consideration, they decided to terraform their newly found planet and give it life. Each sage was given their task to perform for their land, forming it into their newborn sanctuary, Spyros. When Spyros obtained the capability of sustaining life, order was needed for its people. This caused a great divide within the sages. Conflicting ideals, morals, and desires caused an eruption of power and pride for Spyros and its people. The sages have since disbanded, yet their power resides in their summer camps. These were created to ensure that Spyros's life could govern itself without the need of the sages. The sages have rarely been sighted since their debacle. It is said they continue to watch over the camps. Great mystery resides within Haven, a location high in the sky said to harbor a sanctuary for the sages, a place to come and go as they please, but none have been confirmed as an absolute. Spyro sits lonely within space, no neighboring systems, only simple, endless void. Spyros inhabitants are an odd amalgamation of creatures, robots, ghosts, and normally inanimate objects who are now sentient. The normal D&D races are present other than any aerial races such as Aarakocra. But you'll find about anything to have a face and be able to talk with you from a normal fantasy dwarf to a jar of dirt. You'll find this trait of Spyros reflected in our PCs. Spyros contains six summer camps, one for each sage. Moon inhabitants go through a process that is referred to as pilgrimage. Once people have become 17 years of age on their moon, they are sent to the Sorting Simulator, a satellite location placed outside of Spyros' atmosphere. People are transported here to then be sorted into one of the six summer camps. Campers then grow and learn their purpose on Spyros. This process is not determined by an earthly season like summer or winter. This process can be anywhere from a few years to a few decades. Campers may leave their original camps to inhabit nearby cities or towns. Their purpose may be fulfilled there, and other campers have also gone back to their moons uh, to carry out their lives there. The summer camp that our current story begins with is Camp Wimwim for Boys, a very by-the-books earthly summer camp with wooden cabins, a mess hall, forest areas, a lake, and other normal summer camp amenities. This camp is pretty run down, dirty, and can use some homey touches. All of our PCs have been sorted here, so I think now would be a good time to introduce RPCs. Let's hear from them. Hello, my name is Tanner Azanero, and I play Laszlo Luthrum, a Kalistar cleric from Spyros's fourth moon. 
When our journey began, I was assigned to Camp Wimwam for boys, led by the large green bear, Camp Counselor Chartreuse. Once I arrived in Cabin 3, I met my dear friends, Scooter the Gnome, and a bizarre winged canine-esque humanoid named Leon, who calls himself a devil-winged half-wolf. The three of us quickly felt a strong bond and companionship to one another, though our own introductions were quickly interrupted by a frustratingly rude gorilla named Thongophone. We learned more about Thongophone and the rest of Cabin 7 at Orientation, where Chartreuse the Bear introduced us to the world of Spyros and explained how the dueling system worked at Camp Wimwam. Cabins could go up against one another in three-on-three battles to work their way up the rankings at Camp Wimwam. The most intimidating of potential opponents was certainly Cabin 7, home to Thongophone, as well as Cornclapper the Scarecrow and Hamza, a giant floating stone hand with an eye in the center of his palm. From the second I saw Hamza, he stuck out to me. When Chartreuse was doing a power level reading of all the campers, I could tell that Hamza's results shocked him. Something stuck out about this giant stone hand. Nevertheless, we continued on with our day, familiarizing ourselves with the cafeteria and even getting in a couple rounds of combat in the dueling arena with other cabins. Scooter, Leon, and myself made a pretty good team and have yet to be defeated. Immediately following our first victory as a cabin, something strange happened. A geyser burst out of the ground in the middle of the camp, and Chartreuse sent us on a mission into the woods to gather some materials from a being named Ilex, so as to plug up this geyser. We ventured deep into the forest and met Ilex, an ancient tree who was very wary of Haven. Haven supplies all of the technology to Spyros, and we gathered from Ilex that he does not trust Haven, since they will often use the power from his roots to help strengthen their own abilities. After talking with Ilex, we returned to camp and plugged up the geyser, and almost as if Ilex's warnings were a dark omen, we were quickly met by our first real threat. Barreling out of the woods near Camp Wimwam came a giant vending machine with two hairy human legs. None of us had ever seen such a creature before. Most concerning to us was the fact that this piece of machinery also belonged to Haven. We narrowly evaded death, but upon our victory, the three of us became a bit skeptical of Haven and their monopoly over Camp Wimwam's technology. Scooter was so distraught by this battle, he went to Chartreuse and begged him to send the young gnome home, but Chartreuse denied this request. It seems that leaving Spyros is a lot harder to do than one might think. My name is David Sergis, and I play Leon, the part wolf, part bat, part elf, being known as the devil-winged half-wolf, a rogue from the tomb forest. After our first night at Camp Wimwam, having survived our encounter with the hairy two-legged vending machine, the three of us awoke after having the weirdest dreams. I dreamt that I was swimming in the ocean, and when I brought my head above water, I saw three pillars of energy shooting towards the sky. Scooter dreamt that he was floating through space and saw a giant meteor heading straight for Spyros, which he then farted towards. Laszlo had a dream where he talked to his quarry, which I guess is a dream spirit Kalistar tribe thingy. The quarry attacked him in his dream and startled him awake. We then went about our day as normal, winning some more fights against the other cabins. At one point, Thongphone tried asking us if we knew where the rest of his cabin mates were, since he couldn't find Corn Clapper or Hamsa anywhere. 
Scooter, the prankster he is, sent Thongphone on a wild goose chase for a non-existent magical item in the woods, and we decided to do some snooping around the camp ourselves. We snuck back into the room where Chartreuse read our power levels and discovered that Hamsa was much more powerful than we initially thought. After this, we went over to the mysterious Wimwam lighthouse where I picked the lock of the front door to get inside. We then made our way up to the top of the lighthouse, which was a bizarre pocket dimension-like room that looked like we were in outer space. The room was also filled with Ilex's roots, and Laszlo was able to briefly communicate with Ilex through these roots. Laszlo also sought help from his quarry, who informed him that we needed something from a place far, far away from Camp Wimwim called Hub. Once we found that something, we could return to this lighthouse and figure out exactly why it is there. On our way out of the lighthouse, we heard loud noises coming from beneath us. We found a secret passage leading underground, and that's where we saw Hamsa and Cornclapper destroying a tunnel that led to Camp Winnebago. Clearly, they were up to no good, so we prepared ourselves to stop them. But Hamsa commanded Cornclapper to take care of us, and then Misty stepped away. We landed a couple blows against Cornclapper, but then the little scarecrow turned to dust and vanished. When we came up from this underground tunnel, Thongophone was with Chartreuse, and our camp counselor was not happy. Chartreuse thought we were the ones who destroyed the tunnel, and curled Cornclapper, even though we're pretty sure he's not dead. Hamsa tried to play innocent, but Chartreuse decided that the best way to squash this beef was through combat, where we could fight to protect our honor. That's when we finally got in the ring with Thongophone and Hamsa. My name is David Beeman, and I play Scooter, the young, sarcastic, prank-loving gnome from Spyrus's second moon. I reluctantly joined in this battle against Thongophone and Hamza, but thankfully, we actually came up victorious. We told Hamza that whatever it was he was up to, we would stop him and we would find out where Cornclapper went, but Hamza was not happy. He flew into a rage and began destroying Camp Wimwim blasting a laser beam from his eye and causing chaos. We immediately ran our way, and to our surprise, so did Camp Counselor Chartreuse. He was abandoning the rest of the campers, even though some of the campers were joining Hamza in this destruction. We chased after Chartreuse, and on our way out, we saw a lizard folk literally walking out of the ocean towards Camp Wimwam. We would later learn that this was Chagrin, Camp Counselor of the Brutal Prison, Camp Greylock. We followed Chartreuse as best as we could into the Canine Plains. We were surrounded by a bunch of dogs, but eventually we came upon a house where we met a friendly halfling named Flannel and his giant cat named Stumps. Flannel used to be a camper himself, and the fact that he was still here on Spyros after all this time really ruined my day since I had been holding out hope that I'd be able to get back to the second moon somehow. We told Flannel that we were headed to Hub, and he promised to help us get there if we could take care of the Mammoth, an enormous beast that was terrorizing the Canine Plains. We decided to take on the Mammoth, and headed down into these underwater caves where it lived. Down in the caves, we found a coyote named Kaiwodi who was running a laboratory and doing research for Haven. 
we destroyed the lab, but spared Kaibodi, while also rescuing a little corgi named Maha who decided to join us. When we finally came across the mammoth, we realized it was a 12-foot-tall cane corso. We barely survived, but met back up with Flannel, who started heading towards the next stop on our journey, a city named Nabrasina. I realized that I didn't want to be afraid of the world around me anymore. I want to become stronger, and with the help of Lazo, Leon, Flannel, and Maha, I think I just might be able to find a place down here in Spyros. So that's us, Cabin 3, on our way to Nabrasina and eventually the hub. We'll get back to Camp Wimwam someday to take on Hamza, but for now, we're just taking it one day at a time. Thank you everyone for listening. If you enjoyed this introduction to Spyros, you can find the first episode in this very podcast feed. And of course, we always appreciate all of your support and we'll see you next time on Foes and Fables. Fables.